Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media, and joining me, the CEO of Sports One Marketing, a firm he co-founded with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. He is also the executive producer, judge, and host of Entrepreneur Media's original show, Elevator Pitch, which has received over 20 million views, and he is the host of The Playbook, a top five podcast on iTunes. Joining me is David Meltzer. Hey, Rob, how are you? Fantastic. Super excited to be chatting with you. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about being forward thinking about content. And there has never been more opportunities to increase attention and engagement and build communities using content than right now. Despite this, so many brands are behind the curve. Instead of looking at why brands are laggards, let's focus on how we can be forward thinking. So Dave, you're certainly ahead of the curve when it comes to content. How do you think about content creation? You know, I think of content in a little different way. Most people still are stuck in the experience. I'm actually stuck in a different thing. I see every experience that exists, including this interview, Rob, as a stage. And if you consider all activities all experiences at a stage, you now can capture content and then putting and parsing it in the right format in the right amount of time. So we actually created a media house that does 30 second, 60 second, three minute videos that take huge events like the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, and parse them down into little pieces of content that are more edible and more monetizable because you can take advantage of 3.2 billion people on the internet, even if you're just a small entity like Dave Meltzer. Okay, so let's talk about what we'll call micro content and why aren't more brands using this or creating a better content mix. So I think that's one of the biggest gripes that I have with a lot of marketing that's out there right now is it's very homogenous. They take Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and many brands will blast the exact same information on each of the platforms without being respective of the platform itself. And they're also not thinking about things in terms of digestible nuggets of content. You nailed it, man. It's exactly right. So what we do is we leverage traditional content or live experiences into the correct format, the correct positioning, the correct time, and the correct... I actually have a 17-year-old that we've hired to do my Instagram because even the 30-year-old guys on my media team, the information with the way they edited it and presented it wasn't resonating with the audience on Instagram or Snapchat. So the minute I moved to a 17-year-old, it was incredible the response that I got and how things were resonating. And that's true about big brands as well. They'd rather just repurpose some commercial and post it everywhere and think that they got their money's worth from their traditional media. It's just not true. So how can brands move from social media being a box that they check, which is what I see a lot of them doing right now, to being something that's a a powerful force that can be their brand heartbeat, that can drive engagement, increase awareness, and oh, by the way, deliver on a lot of the marketing goals that they're looking to accomplish? The thing is they need to know the access in the mediums beyond the content. So what's happening is, these big organizations that we've all worked for in the marketing world, the Omnicoms of the world, the big Fortune 500 companies, they don't understand that it's not just about being creative on the content side. It's understanding access 
in the mediums or the formats that are being utilized and the audiences that are utilizing them. And so what they need to do is actually be more interested than interesting. And they have to go and utilize how are people accessing. For example, baseball, they think their content, the problem with it is time, right? So we're going to speed up the amount of time between pitches. We're going to do all of these. You know what the problem is? They don't have a red zone. Right. If they if they leverage the content the way that football does and you could if you're in New York, get a post real quick every time Mike Trout is up to bat. Right. Every time these different players are playing or there's a no hitter or a home run and you're just on a red zone type of experience. MLB would actually double the amount of viewership they have online. So if they understand how people access it and what mediums are utilized, I think it would go a long way. But where. The other side comes in, I think, with the younger audiences is they don't understand the importance of the traditional media. I mean, they don't understand the importance of a big event like the Super Bowl and how that can create so much content as well as an experience. All right. Let's talk about audio and podcasting for a, some, for a second. Something that is definitely growing. Obviously, you've got an awesome podcast, which people should check out. But what are your thoughts about why brands should podcast or we can even make it more broad to audio in general? Yeah. So, you know, it's just once again, right, another access and medium. So audio and podcast is the most favorable format for an audio or a medium of that. Um, why? brands should utilize audio is there's a certain audience that has a certain appetite for audio. And I'll give you an example that most people don't understand. I had one of my financial services companies that that is a sponsor company that they were sponsoring podcasts and they weren't getting the results that they wanted because it was an estate planning project. It, it really wanted to hit guys 65 and over. Well, we moved them over to, you know, Angels Radio. And which nobody, you know, everyone's like, what are you doing? You're reversing the paradigm. This is stupid. But understanding the access in the medium, understanding the audience, he's killing it because guess who's listening to the radio still? And that's still audio, my friend. But there's a certain audience for certain podcasts with certain objectives. And you got to brand it correctly. So for my podcast, I use the bug light approach and bring superstars on with me and then trick them by giving them great content beyond just getting them to show up because Apollo Ono or Marcellus Wiley or Sage Steele's on with me. What do you think that brands need to do to stand out in this crowded content landscape? So let's assume a brand says, you know what, David, I agree with you 100%. We're going to accept each of the mediums for what they are. We're going to create original content for that. We're going to have a content mix. There's going to be micro. There's going to be long form. We're going to get a 17-year-old to run our Instagram. But how do you still stand out in this crowded landscape when there is nothing but a sea of other content? So one is leverage your distribution. So there's so many channel partners of bigger companies with traditional content and then be creative. So, for example, I do some unique things. with So if you have a, a health and beauty company, instead of presenting the product, you know, why not send out an influencer to go see what it's like to buy a business and have them go to a barber shop and go buy the business and through the, the intercourse of that negotiation, different brands are shown organically and authentically and maybe the product. And the, and the specialties are shown, but it's all organic under the context of, hey, this is really cool. I'm watching this influencer who's known for negotiation and, and, and marketing going to buy a barbershop, right? Real, that's the kind of stuff people want to see. And, you know, you see the guys winning, like, you know, Gary V and Barstool in our space because they're doing stuff with big brands with really organic 
in authentic content that's fun to watch. But in the end, you're drawing them in. And then they can use that content in their normal distribution channels to get mass, mass appeal. Yeah, and I would love to see more brands use user-generated content as part of their mix because uh, what better way for someone to care about a brand than to see other like-minded people being champions for that brand on their accounts? Uh, I'll get you out on this last one. Where is your mind at on content towards the future? What are you looking at to be forward-thinking about content? You know, I'm looking at integrating uh, as access and battery life, bandwidth, all of these things are improving. You know, what really is intriguing to me is the combination of AR, VR with the content that exists today. So, you know, I'm really intrigued by giving a live experience, a, a digital experience as well. So if I can sit at a game, but when the when the team's driving down to the other side of the field and move my my own personal view to that corner seat where I know the fade route's coming in and I can watch it, but be there in the crowd, even if I'm sitting up in the rafters, I think that's where this marketing can really come in into play and you know th that true immersive experience with live and digital is really where we're looking at and how do we capture it with the right access the right medium the contents and what in what format we put it in all right now it's time for our one takeaway and for me it is make time not excuses Focus less on why you can't do content creation for each platform and instead focus on why you can and why your audience deserves that. David, what about you? What's your one takeaway? My takeaway is access and mediums. It's not about the content. It's understanding how people access it and what mediums they're on. The content, great ideas. There's a million great ideas out there, but who monetizes it with the direct path to revenue is the winner. And now time for the action item. Tell your sports marketing friends about the sports marketing huddle. And the number one thing you can do to help us is subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and review. It helps with discovery and allows us to provide more value to others. If you have thoughts about this episode, we would love for you to hit us up. You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and David, where can people connect with you? At David Meltzer or DaveMeltzer.com. Yeah. <laughs>